0: Hi, this is Andrew Ezekiel, big welcome to my podcast. Today I want to talk to you about the sign of a covenant. So if you have a Bible, please turn with me to Genesis chapter 17, verse 11. That's Genesis chapter 17, verse 11, which reads, you are to undergo circumcision and it will be the sign of a covenant between you and me. The second verse of the day is in Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. So that's Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. For in Christ neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. And our last verse is Romans chapter 2 verse 29, which reads, A person is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is a circumcision of the heart by the Spirit. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, speak to us in your word. For your word is eternal. Help us to be the doers of your word and not hearers only. Amen. A covenant is an obsolete concept in the modern society. At most, we have contracts and contractual agreements, but they are very far from the covenant, especially they are far from the biblical covenant. Usually, a contractual agreement is entered through two parties, agreeing and signing contractual terms and obligations. Those contractual terms then can be terminated or breached by one or more of those contractual parties not fulfilling their contractual obligations. Put it simply, a person A enters into a contractual agreement with person B to rent his apartment for one year at X amount of rent. However, the contract can be terminated if the person B fails to meet the rental payments. A covenant on the other hand is somewhat similar, yet fundamentally different from a contract. A covenant is much stronger than a contract, to a point that's close to unbreakable. Take marriages for example, many in the modern society are viewing marriages like contractual agreements which can be broken or changed But marriages are meant to be a much stronger union They meant to be stronger than a contractual agreement, even meant to be stronger than death That's why we often hear words like tell death to a part or for better for worse" in our wedding vows This is because love is meant to be stronger, love is meant to be unshakable and unbreakable And is meant to be the strongest force in the universe that's why God's love is often demonstrated as covenant instead of contract. He told Hosea to take a prostitute as a wife. Many can find such instructions mind-blowing, because how can a holy God ask a holy prophet of God to marry a prostitute? Mm-hmm. It is because in doing so, God is using his prophet as a sign to demonstrate his unconditional and covenantal love towards his people Israel. He is saying, although Israel has been unfaithful to him like a prostitute, his unconditional love towards them remains the same, because his covenant is stronger than their sins. God's covenant towards us is the strongest binding agreement anyone can ever imagine, far greater than any human commitments, far greater than any human contracts, far greater than any human oath, far greater than any human promises. His covenant is the unchanging, undulterated force of commitment. An oath that cannot deny, a promise must surely deliver, a binding agreement that's impossible to break. And that is why the Bible we hold in our hands is also called the Testaments or Covenants, the Old Testaments and the New Testaments, or the Old Covenants and the New Covenants. If there is a testament or covenant, then there must be a process of establishing the covenant. For example, in the process of establishing a covenant by two or more parties determining agreed terms, then signature must be signed by all parties for the contracts to take into effect. And likewise, the covenant of God has its own process to follow. That's why Hebrews 9:18 says, Therefore, even the first covenant was not put into effect without blood. So the first step in the process of entering the covenant with God is through the blood. And this is why God in first covenant told Moses in Exodus twelve thirteen says that Now the blood shall be assigned for you on the house where you are, and when I see the blood I will pass over you. And of course we all know that is the old covenant, and it's no longer required in the new covenant to offer the blood of bulls and goats. But we no longer need to offer our blood sacrifice in the new covenant it's only because jesus the perfect land has made his blood as a perfect sacrifice so it is through his blood we enter into a covenant with god because in his blood we have forgiven sins and in his blood our past is washed away so that we can have a brand new beginning and now back to our hebrews chapter 9 verse 15 says that for this reason christ is the mediator of a new covenant that those who are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance, not that he has died as a ransom to set free from those sins committed under the first covenant. And this is, of course, the most frequently preached gospel, Believe in Jesus that we might be saved. But today, please allow me to take you one step further. That's because there is one more step in our salvation journey that simply said yes to Jesus. There is one more step towards being complete in Christ. There is one more step towards to the perfect day. And that is, there is a sign we must bear for the blood covenant that Jesus paid on the cross. And let's turn our Bible back to Genesis 17, verse 11, which says, You are to undergo circumcision, and it will be the sign of covenant between me and you. So you see, a contract is not legally binding unless it is signed. A covenant is not complete unless there is a signature. In Abraham's time, the sign of covenant is circumcision. And of course in our time the christ jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith walking through love and so does it mean god has changed his mind i say certainly not for the scripture says he is the same yesterday today and forever meaning he never changed time can change man can change but god never changed. jesus said do not think that I came to destroy the law of prophets i did not come to destroy but to fulfill So where then is circumcision? And the answer, I believe, is found in Romans chapter 2, verse 29, which we read at the beginning of this podcast. That is circumcision is circumcision of the heart. So what is the circumcision of the heart? And how is it possible to circumcise a heart? Remember, circumcision is literally cutting off a body part with a sharp object. And remember, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says that the word of God is sharper than any double edged sword. He penetrates and judges thoughts and attitudes of a heart. So I am very convinced the very first way for a heart circumcision is through the Word of God. That is not just being hearers and readers of the Word, but we must let the Word transform our hearts. And secondly, I believe the circumcision can be performed through trials and testings. Because in James 1 verse 2 and 3 says to consider with pure joy whenever we face trials of mankind because we know that the testing of our faith produces perseverance that perseverance finishes its work so that we may mature and complete lacking nothing when our faith is tested that's when we produce faith that's pure like genuine gold can only come by going through intense heats, a circumcision of heart is performed by going through intense life circumstances and for sure circumcision is not pleasant for sure circumcision is uncomfortable no one would naturally want testings and trials into the bucket list of life. But listen to this. Consider with pure joy whenever we face trials of mankind, because you know the testing of our faith produces. While having to cut off parts of our earthly nature is uncomfortable, but to be like Christ means to let go of self. While circumcision is undesirable, but once our hearts went through the process, we can be sure that we bear the sign of covenant. When we bear the sign of covenant, that's when God watched and performed His Word, just like what He has promised Abraham in Genesis 17, 7, saying, I will confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you, from generation to generation. As we are coming to Him, please allow me to encourage you not to stop your journey with Him halfway. Let's not just accept Jesus as our personal Savior, but let's make Him our Lord and Master. Let's not just receive His blood as offerings unto God to wash away our sins, but let's ask him to circumcise our heart. Scripture says, We have received option to some shit quite our Abba Father. So if our Heavenly Father adopted us as sons, then according to the scripture, every genuine son will need to be circumcised on the eighth day. Except in Christ Jesus, a circumcision is not performed by hands, but by the Spirit. The circumcision of a heart, a sign that God has made the covenant with you. And thank you very much for listening. Please don't forget to stay connected with me via Twitter and Andrew J. Ezekiel. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and give you peace. Stay blessed. See you at the next podcast.